Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus got into a boat, his disciples followed him. Suddenly a violent storm came up on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by waves, but he was asleep. They came and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. He said to them, Why are you terrified, O you of little faith? Then he got up, rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was great calm. The men were amazed and said, What sort of man is this, whom even the winds and the sea obey? The Gospel of the Lord. Growing up, it was very rare that um, my family, my, 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 my parents or aunts and uncles would ever talk about um, the war in Vietnam. But when I was little, I would always overhear these glimpses of their stories about escaping from Vietnam and coming to this country. But and then later on, um, we would hear them more frequently as we were older. And I remember in many of those moments, they would revisit the scene of them in the middle of the night fleeing. My dad is one of 11, and my mom is one of 12. And so you can imagine how difficult it was to smuggle you know, all, all the siblings across the ocean to the United States. But I remember in a very poignant moment, my dad remembered that when he was little, and this is at this point, he was around 13, 14 years old, my grandma, who was a widow at that point, would always remind him that you have to trust in God. Wherever your life leads you, you have to trust in God. And my dad would tell these stories to, retell these stories to my aunts and uncles about how in the middle of the night, my grandma would say, okay, tonight's your night. Tonight, tonight you're going to leave this country. And she would tell him that. And it took three times before he was able to get on a boat to exit Vietnam. And every single night, my dad would reminisce and, and say that he never knew what she, she meant when she said goodbye. Because for him, it could have been the final goodbye. It could have been that he would never see his mother or his siblings ever again. But the risk that my grandma wanted to, to do was to provide for him that freedom from the communist regime of Vietnam. And so my dad, on the fourth time, was able to escape. And the way of escaping was that she kind of, my grandma would give money to a friend or whoever it is that she knows and, say, and would tell them, okay, take him. And, where, and wherever you go, it doesn't matter. Take him and flee this country. Right? And this is, at this point, it was after 1975. And so this is probably the, the end of, 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 the, of the 70s, the beginning of the 80s. And my dad said that at a point he got to the middle of the ocean and he said he saw nothing but darkness. Nothing but darkness. And on the way to, at this point, he was going to China. So the first destination, the first port was China. It was Hong Kong. And he re realized when he got there that many of the people that he came with on that boat died. Either because of suff suffocation of not having enough water, being dehydrated, drinking salt water, 
or falling aboard, falling off the boat. And he got to Hong Kong. He said he spent about five months there, again, not knowing what the future held, not knowing what this new land would be, just knowing that his mother loved him enough to send him away to, to, to seek freedom, to seek in a very particular way for her religious freedom. And he eventually was, was brought onto a larger boat by, by the U.S. and brought to this country where he lived for six years alone without siblings, without relatives. And eventually, over time, my grandma came with my aunts and uncles, and then he sponsored them to come. But the one thing that I remember them always getting back to was them saying that they were thankful that there was a God. Because for them, in the boat, escaping in the middle of the night, going to a country they did not know the language or culture, was an act that they never realized they had to make. But all, the, the, all their trust was put in God. That at this time, at this point, they had, the control was no longer in their hands. They had no control. It was all in the mercy of the one who was greater, who is God. And I can imagine here in this very scene of the gospel, here where Jesus calms the storms, Imagining what is going through their heads, my family, those who have gone before us, who have fled their country, but also here with the disciples. Obviously, they're not, they're not fleeing anywhere, but they're in the midst of a storm. The storm, for us, is represented as our life. The turmoils that we may endure, the sufferings that we may encounter in our lives, how rough it is, how loud sometimes the world seems to be screaming at us that there is no God. But what does God do here? He calms the winds. He calms the waters. They ask in another gospel, who else can do this but God? And so my parents, in particular to my dad, placed all of his trust in his mother but also in God, the faith that was passed on to him, that allowed him to be able to continue on that road to this country. Each and every one of us has our own story. Maybe, one, maybe many, many of you have fled your countries to come here. And now we're here, we kind of settle, whether that's 60, 80, 30, how many ever years we've been here. We kind of lose sight of that, the fact that God has brought us here, the fact that God is in control. We fall into kind of what is happening in the world today, in our culture, in the government. We lose faith. We get upset. But here our Lord is reminding us in the gospel to fix your eyes on me. I am your creator. I am the one who has brought you here to where you're at. Whether it's in this country, in your life, wherever it is, I have brought you here. Trust in me. Trust in me and fix your eyes on me. In another gospel that speaks about this scene, there's it's a scene that speaks of Peter, who, after the invitation of Jesus, walks on water. And he looks down, he realizes that he's walking on water,
and he begins to stumble and fall. And he's gasping for air, and he's asking for Jesus to help him. And Jesus says to him, you of little faith, all you have to do is fix your eyes on me. That is, that's a symbol for, and a sign for all of us. Whatever life leads us, whatever difficulties we may endure, whatever persecution we have, we need to fix our eyes on Christ. Because he is the one that's going to calm everything around us. Christianity itself is a total giving of ourselves. It's a radical viewpoint. A viewpoint that consumes, that should consume us. Whatever happens around us, you think of an eye of a hurricane, whatever you think is around us is spitting out of control. As awful as things seem to be, God is thy. He is there centered in us. He's saying, fix your eyes on me. Trust in me. I will provide. I will protect. But you have to engage in that. It's not a passive faith. It's an act of faith that is of a giving of ourselves. Their culture says that freedom is doing whatever we want, wherever we want, whatever we want, with, who any, with anyone we want. But true freedom is the complete trust in God and the ability to grow more and more in the likeness and image of God. A life, what we call a life of virtue, a life of holiness. Not a life where we can do whatever we want, but a life of doing things in accordance to who we are, sons and daughters of God the Father in heaven, and that our final destination is not this earth. Our final destination is to be with him in heaven. This, our life here, is simply a pilgrimage, a pilgrimage towards our Lord. I encourage you today, as we celebrate Independence Day, with your families, whatever capacity it is, take an opportunity to thank God for your life today, for where you are today, and to pray for our country, to pray for those who have served for us, have given us the opportunity of freedom, and to pray that God will always protect America, that God will guide America to a better day in which she comes to stand in front of her Savior, unblemished, with, his, with a firm faith that he is the creator, that he is the guide, that he is her compass.